0: We got some of the equipment so we could start making, um, taking orders, and we made a website and just kind of put it out there. And
1: which, our website, our first website, I still laugh at. I mean, we—that <laughs> is definitely not our forte. <laughs> <laughs> it's still a challenge. I mean, you know, it's early mornings; it's already going to be a challenge, and on top of that, just kind of the the world we live in nowadays is just so different than what we when we were going through the job search. You know
0: we still have a lot of people come in and just say i want a vanilla glazed donut really um it's amazing we try to push people you know try different flavors and try things out so um but a lot of times it's just i just want vanilla glazed
2: it's the culinary school podcast presented by the culinary school of fort worth here's your host james creange Alright, welcome to the Culinary School Podcast. I'm your host, James Creange. Today I'm joined by Brandon and Angie Moores from Funky Town Donuts. Thanks for coming on today, guys.
1: Yeah, thank yeah, you for having, for having us. us.
2: Yeah, I appreciate you taking the time. I know things are uh, are real busy for you, so it's nice for you to uh, come out on your off day, and, and I really appreciate it. Um, so the idea for Funky Town Donuts, it's something that's kind of been brewing for a long time. Is that right?
0: Yeah, definitely. It's been something that we've been talking about for a long time. I've always had a passion for donuts as a kid, um, so it's just something I've always dreamed of kind of doing. So it's kind of take, finally taken fruition, so it's, it's awesome.
1: His dad was a police officer, so as cliche as it sounds, um, <laughs> they would go visit dif- different donut shops every Sunday, and that was their thing, and they would you know, kind of coin themselves as donut connoisseurs almost um his dad loved cake donuts and so that was his thing but then we've been together almost uh, 12 years in total and since i met him he's talked about opening a donut shop so it's been a long time coming
2: huh that's that's pretty awesome yeah. and are you guys from fort worth
1: no um he's actually from denton uh just north of here and i'm from a small town called ponder right outside of denton
2: okay so brandon uh from denton did you have a favorite donut shop there my favorite donut is davis bakery was the the place to go back in the day um but
0: now it's, it's no longer there. Uh, hypnotic Donuts is there now, so that would be the place to go in Denton now. But, um,
2: yeah, so was, uh, Davis Baker is the place to go when I was a kid. So there are donut shops in Fort Worth. Um, I don't know that there's donut shops quite like yours um, in the way that they're these gourmet donuts. Um, but did you have any concerns about bringing an exclusively donut shop to Fort Worth? It was – we
0: knew there were going to be some challenges. Um there was something something unique something different something new for sure so we're gonna have to educate the the customer base and kind of let them kind of know what we're doing and there were a few challenges but i think we've everyone's kind of embraced it and it's it's doing great so
1: yeah i think our biggest challenge was um probably pricing it's a gourmet donut shop it's not your typical donut shop and i think growing up for all of us we're used to the typical standard you know donut shops and Uh, I think outside of just the pricing, it's probably educating them on our processes because it's definitely different. You know, we make it from scratch. Uh, It's a two-hour process before it's even fried. All of the glazes are, you know, fresh fruits that we puree into the glaze, so it's definitely gourmet and trying to um, pass it along to the customers in an exciting way. Um, sometimes it's you know challenging, but I think overall, since we will we'll be coming up on two years now being uh, in our brick and mortar, that people are get, finally getting used to it. And we knew that other um, competitors would be coming to the area. So now it's starting to grow a little bit more and more in our market, um, which is exciting for Fort Worth.
2: So I would say probably early 2010s, uh, maybe like 2009, 2010, uh, cupcake shops were the big craze and, and mm-hmm. they were getting big and then it was kind of fro-yo. Um, how do you guys avoid being the next craze as far as, uh, with donuts?
1: I think everybody loves donuts. I think it's something that you grew up on. I think it's a staple. I think it'll always be in people's lives. I think that the craze right now in weddings will probably fade out a little bit. Um, because right now that's what we see very, very all the time popular, but I don't know. What do you think? I think
0: it's. I feel like it is a morning. It's a morning dessert or it's a morning product that I feel like is a. There'll always be a need for it. Um, I don't see the demand slowing per se. Um, if you look back in the history for donut sales, it's always been a pretty solid, pretty steady. Um, growth Um, so it's always done even well it's even done well in recessions and things like that in the past so it's it's one of those products that always sells well I guess you'd say and I
1: think for us if we always keep it growing and uh, exciting and bringing the next best thing um to our menu i think that that will also help sustain us Mm
2: -hmm. and as you mentioned before there's always going to be cops so exactly (laughs) um so you guys so brandon you started out at central market um Mm -hmm. or i won't say start out but right before um you were at central market in their bakery department you were doing catering things um how did you make that decision to go kind of branch out and and open up your own shop it was tough
0: we um it just was, we were able financially to kind of lean on Angie's salary, so that helped a lot. And so we basically, we got some of the equipment so we could start making, um, taking orders. And we made a website and just kind of put it out there. And
1: Which our website our first website i still laugh at i mean we are that is definitely not our forte
0: <laughs> but yeah i mean it's crazy we just kind of made a website and put the information out there and then we started getting orders which was kind of crazy to us and then we started taking them. eventually we got to where we had enough to where i was like all right well i kind of have to quit my job now if i'm going to do this and just kind of took the leap it luckily for us it grew organically and we were able to kind of smart start small and grow it and it's it's really worked out that way
1: i think it's I was fortunate enough to be in a wedding catering based industry for so long and i grew so many um, relationships over time and that's such a tight-knit community like i'm sure many other industries um so they were so supportive and those were a lot of our first orders and um i think that helped grow the um, fan base on instagram and social media um but then whenever he did come to the crossroads of just we have to either say yes or no to this and i think for him I just kept telling him you've been talking about this for so long like now's the time i would hate for you not to ever i I would hate for you to look back and say what if what if what if you know so then he hit the ground running he catered out of the house for uh, almost about a year and a half and during that time though we were looking for a brick and mortar but that was just non-existent with what we were looking for because we wanted ideally a second generation restaurant that already had a grease trap and everything um perfect world right yeah (laughs) Um, did not exist so it was challenging but we finally made it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Was there concern like, you know, being a married couple, um, you know, you're it's, it's, I'm trying to think of how to phrase this question, but when you're going into business together, is there a real big concern about failure because it affects your whole marriage? You don't have that second salary to lean on uh, somewhere else.
1: And that kind of recently happened for us because I still continued to work Um, in catering uh, up until October of last year. So it's very recent for me not to be full-time Funky Town. And so we did, you know, have the ability to lean on my salary for most of the startup. Um, So now it's definitely a lot of pressure. Um, I everyone is always like, oh, I bet it's so much fun being your own boss. I'm like, yeah, there's definitely perks, but now I'm like way more stressed than I've ever been because <laughs> this has to work. We have to make it. Um, but it's also exciting, you know, every day is different. Um, we stay in each other's lanes. Like I know what I know well, and he knows what he knows well. And luckily it balances it out because I don't want to deal with all the flavors and the creating part. Like that's all him. He's the chef, but he doesn't want to deal with all the emails and all the other stuff. <laughs> and that's what I do. So it's good.
0: Yeah. L- luckily we know what what our strengths and weaknesses are. And so that really helps that we were able to, luckily my strengths are her weaknesses and her weaknesses are my
2: strengths. So it, (laughs) it kind of works out very well. Tell tell me about the thousand donut order you guys uh, took care of out of your house. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that was it was inter- it was an
0: interesting um, process. We had to recruit some friends and our first employees, um,
1: who still help us to this day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we, we still owe them lots of donuts. Yeah, um, but they uh, we kind of recruited them, and uh, we were frying our fryers that we used uh, fried six donuts at a time, so we literally had three of those going. And just basically used every inch of our house to uh, fulfill the order. Well, and during
1: that time, Brandon was literally the only person that knew how to make the dough, (laughs) roll the dough, cut the dough. So he was doing multiple positions. And then we had one of our friends frying, which that was, I think, his first time frying for us. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I was still new at the glazing and just doing the toppings. And I'm a perfectionist anyway, so trying to do that in my very perfectionist way took way too long. And, you know, you kind of lose touch of that. Okay. Doesn't have to be the glaze. Doesn't have to roll just perfectly <laughs> on the donut. Um, and so we had to move our furniture. We had six foot tables all the way down with our dining room table connected. I mean, our entire house was just a, a process. Like it just it was <laughs> like an assembly a, line a donut shop. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> and I also still had to work, so I could only help him to a certain point, and then I had to go to work, and then I came back. And to help him deliver it, so and it, I think it was literally all day.
0: It was about twelve hours. I think we were making donuts. It was was crazy. (laughs) And it was four
1: box, uh, four donuts per box. I think, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: That's insane. That sounds. I
1: think your mom and your sister were there too.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. It was. We recruited everyone we could. I think I would have given up at that point.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, his sister's a teacher, so I was like, "You have to get a food handlers," and she's like, "What?"
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So now that you guys, you're past the point of. Relying on family and friends, right? So uh, what do you look for in your typical worker at Funky Town? Definitely
0: have to be a morning person. Uh, We're up early. uh, So that's that's the first thing we look for is You have to be a morning person. (laughs) You have to have that positive attitude in the mornings. It's hard to, you know, get up and just start getting after work, but that's kind of what we, we require.
1: I mean, the good thing is, you know, it's donuts. So we want it to be fun and, you know, casual, but it's also teachable and trainable. So it's not like you have to have experience. I mean, it'd be great if you did or if you were uh, interested in culinary school or pastry in, in specifically, I guess, but it's all trainable. Um, I mean, if I can do it and I'm not a baker, <laughs> I'm telling you, anybody can do it. But really, it's just have a personality. You know, smile, greet the guests. We are really big on customer service, and we want everybody to feel like a family when they come in and um, engaging the customers. And so it's a lot of that. And just being passionate about what you do in general. What are your hobbies? You know, is there something that you really love to do, whether it's baking or not? We just want you to have a passion and drive for something. So, um Unfortunately, nowadays, it's kind of been a challenge because we schedule, we can schedule 10 interviews and one or two will show up. So we kind of have an inside joke of, oh, you showed up, you're hired. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I actually, I was hoping you would bring that up. And, and you mentioned that um, at the luncheon where I first had met you guys uh, at the Fort Worth Club. And what, like, how do you reach that new age of workers now that wouldn't show up for any i mean i would never consider not showing up for an interview and i doubt you guys Mm -hmm. i mean even if you don't really want the job you still go or you cancel or whatever so how do you reach that new age of of worker that's been the challenge that's something
0: we're still trying to figure out honestly we um you know we've tried the you know indeeds and uh, things job sites such as that um being honest we get a lot of feedback when we just post on instagram Mm -hmm. and just use social media um to me it's what everyone's using kind of now to communicate and that's so far, been one of our biggest ways to get new hires.
1: And different, like Facebook pages, you know, there's some that I'm a part of that is just specifically for culinary hirings and job postings. So we'll post on that, a lot of word of mouth. And um, we put a sign in our shop, um, but it's still a challenge. I mean, you know, it's early mornings, it's already going to be a challenge. And then on top of that, just kind of the the world we live in nowadays is just so different than what we, when we are going through the job search, you know, like you said, I would never schedule an interview and then just not show up. So it kind of blows my mind. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. That's that was crazy to me when I heard you say that. Um, so you know, you guys, you moved into a brick and mortar a couple of years ago. Tell me about that opening day. Cause I thought that was really interesting.
0: That was wild. We um, were honestly we're hoping uh, we could hopefully we get a couple hundred people through the door. Um, I begged pretty much all my family. Hey, y'all have to come. You know, opening (laughs) day we're gonna need some people to show up. Um, So we were in there and. Cranking donuts out before we opened, went out and unlocked the door and saw the line just literally wrapped around the building. And it was insane. And it was like that
1: solid the entire day.
0: We sold out, I would say within about an hour of opening. And so, but we kept making donuts. And so we literally had people, we told everyone in lines, we'll be an hour before we have more donuts to make. And every single person in our lobby, it was about 40 people stayed in there and waited an hour. So it was, it was pretty amazing. Yeah, it was, we, for, um, I think
1: we kind of expected people to be like, oh, I'm not waiting. And nobody left. Like <laughs> everybody still just hung out, which, you know, thankfully that was awesome. But it was also a little stressful, you know. I'm like, and while the staff, including myself, were waiting on the donuts being made, there's not a lot we can do. So, and we have a very small shop and it's all open. So you can, there's no hiding spots. Yeah. So everyone's just staring at you and you're like, okay, just act like you're doing something, keep busy. <laughs>
0: And it was our first shop, so we kind of had we had never really worked in a donut shop either of us before. So it was kind of we had a lot of learning curve, just kind of to figure out how our operate, how we we're going to operate. We didn't looking back on it. There's some few things we can learn from in the past. So we, I mean, definitely having you know a pre-opening, kind of working on training and all of that type of thing. We kind of had maybe two or three days of training before we opened. So definitely going to
1: well, we came from a world of set orders, you know, and so that's all we knew. And so we were like, Oh, a few days, you know, it's, they'll get the hang of it. And it's kind of a perfect world idea where I was like, Oh yeah, I'll greet the customers and talk to them. And (laughs) Oh man, it was like complete opposite. And I just remember I volunteered to take the trash out just to have like a five second breather. And I walked outside and I was like, the line kept going and going, and I was like, oh, hey, yeah, we're, more donuts are coming, I promise. <laughs> it was just crazy, but it was great. I mean, we definitely learned a lot, but we have 600 square feet, too, so it was a lot of being on top of each other and learning each other's movements and um, being more efficient and what can we do to be better, and so, and we're still learning that.
0: It, it was a struggle. I mean, for in our space, since we are so small, we can only uh, have enough room for supplies to make so many donuts. So in the beginning, every day, we were – Essentially, making as many donuts as we could, we were maxing out our production, and we were still running out of donuts at nine, ten o'clock in the morning. So that was the struggle. is kind of learning, figuring out ways to increase production and things like that, so that we can meet our demand. Um, well,
1: and we didn't want the stigma of oh, you guys always sell out. You guys always sell out. You always have a line, you know, and it did there for a while. It happened to be that way. Um, it's kind of a double edged sword because it's like, obviously we're doing something right if we're selling out. But then it's like, oh, we sold out at 930. And I was like, I hate to post this at 930 that we're <laughs> sold out. But people just didn't understand We have limited storage space. We have limited um, ingredients due to that, which means we have limited ability to make donuts. And um, a lot of times they're like, well, just go buy more donuts or go buy more dough mix or whatever. And I'm like, but that's not what we do. We make it from scratch. And that's what we always wanted to stand by. So Mm -hmm. I was proud of him for always standing by that.
2: And, you know, we talk about those challenges of a smaller space. How excited are you guys to now be opening a second location that, one, is going to be bigger, and, two, it's just a second location. So it's, you know, it's automatically more space. We're excited about the production space. We're, we're going to be able to produce a lot more donuts,
0: store a lot more ingredients. So it's going to be um, – we're excited. We uh, Typically, we'll, we're all over each other in the back. We're struggling. We're fighting each other for a room to, you know, make glazes or – make donuts and all sorts of things so it's um we're excited
1: i think the current staff because we'll have some crossover between staff at different locations but for the majority the core staff that's at our current shop will stay there um but they're like you're gonna have three glazing tables (laughs) and right now they have one to share so (laughs) they're a little jealous i think (laughs) it's also probably a little excited to go down there every once in a while to get a, a little breathing room but it's going to be great. 1,200 square feet is um, its going to be nice. I mean, we're still limiting our seating capacities. I mean, we'll have more for sure, and we're hoping to have outdoor seating. But um, we really needed the mass production space, and that's going to help so much.
2: Well, I'm, I'm really, really excited for the new location. It's going to be on Sundance Square. Um, and a new little wrinkle is you guys are going to have beer as well. Um, so what gave you this idea? Was it, you know, I, you always want to pair beer with donuts? Or, or what gave you the idea to mix the two? we've we've seen a couple beer pairing and beer donut pairings in the past and we started
0: we had a couple breweries approach us and say hey you want to do something and so we kind of started working with a few of them and we started doing legal draft every other month we do a beer pairing and we we sold out pretty much every time and so we've we see that there's a demand for it Um, people really don't think beer and donuts but for a lot of people that's two of their favorite things so we, we hear that a lot um, so it's been interesting. It's really fun to kind of pair, find different flavors to pair with the beers and kind of really get into the flavors of the donuts, which is really fun. Um, and
1: he's really good about doing that. I mean, for every legal draft pairing we've been doing it for a while now, He there's never a same donut. You know, he always wants to make it different um, to really bring out those flavors. And I think that'll be a unique opportunity for us at the shop, too. Um, we're wanting to rotate our taps so it's not always the same beer. And we have opportunities with our menu items since we rotate, the, rotate those weekly as well. So it It's going
0: to be fun. I mean, we're going to use local beers. So we're going to be using you know Panther Island and Martin House, things like that. So we're going to work with local beers and try to find... You know we're just really good pairings i mean with ipas for example you want to go with something spicy and um, things like that with your stouts, maybe something more rich to bring out the chocolate note to whatnot of the, of the stout so it's that's the fun part really kind of getting into the flavors and kind of experimenting so it'll, it'll be fun kind of doing that
2: stuff is it almost surreal for you guys that you have this dream as brandon has this dream of a donut shop and then uh, you just go for it you open it up and now you guys have two locations is like how proud of you are you of those accomplishments we're actually oh just gosh. talking we about literally this literally did yeah yesterday. Um, it is surreal just thinking about how um,
0: a few years ago when Angie first bought our, my first fryer for my for me for christmas literally just bought me this little fryer and you know she's like all right here you go you know try to follow your dream and so we kind of from there going to our, almost going to a second shop has just been surreal we never i never imagined it kind of taking off to be to where i could support myself and our family now mm-hmm. um never thought that that would be happening well
1: it's just been crazy too i've i've said many times that i think everything happens for a reason and there's just been really unique situations that have been put in our path that's like all things are leading towards donuts so this should be happening um so it's been really great to see him really grow like we saw the picture of his first batch of donuts and to see that p- batch of donuts to now <laughs> it's insane so yeah, it's
0: we've definitely uh... and
1: in such a short amount of time too i mean if you really think about it i think your first batch was in 2014
2: yeah, it was. We've definitely uh, improved significantly from there. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so I love your your maple bacon donut. Um, I that's just my favorite. That's the mm-hmm. one I'll get. That's our definitely our bestseller for is sure. Is it? Yeah. I was going to ask you what's your fan favorite and, and what is your favorite. Definitely
0: fan favorites, uh, maple bacon. And however, strawberry
1: shortcake is a close second.
0: Strawberry shortcake's is tough. Um, however, it was still one of our top. Three, four sellers would be glazed donut. Um, we still have a lot of people come in and just say, I want a vanilla glazed donut. Really? Um, it's amazing. I, we try to push people, you know, try different flavors and try things out. So, um, but a lot of times it's just, I just want vanilla glazed. And you're like, well, yeah, we have 12, 11 yeah. other flavors. You got know, go try <laughs> it out. It's
1: always funny because, you know, there are very traditional people still. And so for us, we're like, but we're Funky Town Donuts. You gotta try something different. But that's where the festivals and different things like that come in play because then we can showcase those um, selections and then it makes them be able to taste it because they're not paying for it. And then hopefully they get to come back and try something different. But I would say my favorite flavor is totally toffee. It's sea salt, dark chocolate and toffee. It is that has that sweet and um, salty, I guess mix, but it's really good. It has that crunch on top.
0: I'm a, I'm a big uh, tart fan, so I love our key lime pie. It's key lime pie is my probably my favorite dessert, and so I kind of modeled it after that. It has a, you know key lime glaze with some graham cracker and some whipped cream on top, so it's pretty delicious.
2: You guys are making me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I know Angie, you said that uh, Brandon comes up with. Uh, all the concepts. So I guess this question is more for you, Brandon. Um, how do you come up with the concepts? Are you just constantly thinking about what yeah, to put on a donut? It's
0: kind of nonstop. We, um, in the shop, we're always kind of throwing around ideas and trying trying to figure out different you know, things that would work. Um, I have a, a book called The Flavor Bible, for example, and it pr- pretty much lists all your ingredients, and it'll list orange, and it'll say, you know, what flavors ma- match really well with orange, you know? So we'll kind of try to play with things like that. And then, for example, for Cinco de Mayo, um, we're like, oh, let's try a guacamole donut. So we kind <laughs> of did a guacamole glaze and put some pico on there and found out it really wasn't that good.
1: So,
0: <laughs> um, you know, it's just kind of experimenting and kind of trying to see what, what works. Um, but that's kind of the fun part. We like to try different things. And... Uh, Everyone kind of has some. Everyone um, that works for us has a different background. Yeah. You know, they bring different taste, different palates to the table. So we like to try and just experiment and have fun with it. That's that's really fun.
1: We want the staff to really be engaged and feel like they're a part of it too. And so it's been really fun to see some of their ideas. Um, the guacamole donut was definitely Brandon's idea, and all of us were like, mm, "I don't really know." And I'm like, "Hey, I love some guacamole, but I don't know about a donut." <laughs> it definitely—it was one of the—we'll put that in the never make again file. But
0: <laughs> we've had a few of those, but it, it, it happens, and you know, it's, that's the fun part, though. It's—it's it's fun to try new flavors, try to just come up with something new. Um, and bring some, bring a new flavor to people that probably maybe not experience it because it, it is so foreign to them. But maybe on a donut, it's not as foreign and you know a little more comf- comfortable for them. So
1: well, and one of the things that we want to, as we grow and as Fort Worth grows and um, other competitors come to the area, we want people to be able to look at a donut and know that that's Funky Town Donuts. And so it's just not about the flavor; it's about putting our own spin and our own take on it. Um, we don't want to just always be compared to the voodoo's and everything that they do because they have their own thing going on. And so we want to be able to stick to what we want to do. And that's really about, you know, when we do fruit glazes, it's fresh fruit. It's what you see. You can taste it. It's not artificial flavoring and, um, doing the crazy fun stuff too. And not just always putting us something on top of a donut because it's easy to just do that. So, um, I think he does a really good job at that.
2: How do you guys keep yourselves from getting sick of donuts and overwhelmed <laughs> with uh constantly making donuts every day?
0: It's it's hard. We um it's a struggle. If we were to, you know, try donuts every day we'd gain a hundred pounds. But um <laughs> you know, we we'll try, you know, we definitely have to make sure our product is coming out consistent and all of that. So we'll try, you know, a couple of donut holes, you know, during the day. Um but other than that we try to try not to eat a ton of the
1: product. I mean, let's be honest, <laughs> if there's in a donut at an event I would try it only because I want to see what everybody else is doing, uh-huh. but I'm not excited to try it, <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean, because I'm around doing it all the time. But I like to try to taste the donuts that, you know, when we're at the shop and, you know, towards the end of the day, if they had been sitting there for a couple hours, I just like to make sure the quality control is there. Um, So that's really towards the end of the day what I like to do is just I just take a little nibble of the ones that are left and just see, you know, how is it tasting? Because different ingredients um, sit differently. So some will last, some won't. And we want to communicate that to our customers. So.
2: Uh, seeing as you guys work together and, and you're with each other all the time, how do you balance that work life and that home life and and not make them, you know, clash too much? That, that's a,
0: our challenge. Um, we currently have our office at our house, which kind of, prevents just turning it off, for example. We, we, but we have to tell each other, you know, that's my struggle. Angie kind of handles all our emails and social media. So, you know, af- after the day of making donuts, we go home and then she's, you know, working on the computer, answering emails and doing all that.
1: So it's, constantly it's, like, turn it off. You need to turn it <laughs> off. But I can't, it's like, uh, just one more email, you know, just one more thing. So I think having the, the office at our house is really the most challenging part, but the second location has an office. So all of that will eventually move there. So there is a light at the end of the tunnel we're very excited about. So when we go home, it's really just home. It can, it can
0: be a challenge, though, to, to turn it off. But that's when we try to, you know, work hard, play hard type of situation. So we, you know, we, we definitely work a lot. And when we can get away, we try to go away and just spend quality time together and um, make sure that we try not to talk about donuts, you know, and, <laughs> and just try to enjoy the moment together. So it's, that's the challenge.
1: We'll so, give each other like a time limit. Like, okay, you have an, one hour. After that, no more donut talk. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so let me ask you guys uh, one more question to wrap this up. Um, and it's a question I like to ask everyone um, who comes onto the podcast because uh, I think it's really applicable for our students. What would you say to someone who has a dream of opening up a shop, whether it's donuts or whatever they want to open? Um, and what would you say to someone who wants to pursue that dream but maybe isn't sure that they can do it? It's... It definitely takes a commitment. You
0: have to be committed to what you're doing. Um, And you almost – you're going to have to put – the way I've heard it before is you almost have to put blinders on like a racehorse. Um, You have to put blinders on, look straight ahead, go towards your goal, and kind of not pay attention to the chatter. Everyone's going to have their own opinion of what you should do or what, you know, what should be done. But you have to stay true to your vision and what you want to do. And so if you can do that and, you know, just stay consistent and stay strong and just – stay persistent towards it, you'll, uh, you'll accomplish what you want to do.
1: Yeah. And definitely, you know, you have to have passion for what you do and you have to be able to really put everything into it and realize you're going to sacrifice a lot in your life, especially in the early stages. I mean, we still are. Um, and if you're not willing to do that, you know, you may want to think about it because it's a lot. Um, and to that fact too, don't let people put you down you know there's going to be a lot of negative comments and I've still learned to this day the things that we're a food product not everybody has the same taste buds and everybody's going to like what we put out and nowadays people take to social media with it um, or other platforms and it's really hard because this is your life this is what we put everything into and to hear something negative about it it can put really beat you down but you just have to kind of pick yourself up and just keep moving forward um, and do it and do it right and do what you want to do and, um, know what your brand is and know what you want and just live by it no matter what.
2: All right. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on. I, I really appreciate it. And this has been really fun. Like I told you, this is first time I've had two guests um, on this <laughs> podcast, so <laughs> I appreciate this has us been having fun. us. Yeah, so, yeah.
1: Thank you. We appreciate it.
2: Thanks again to Brandon and Angie Moores for coming on to the podcast. Go and check out Funky Town Donuts over there on 8th Ave in Fort Worth. And check out their new spot over on uh, Sundance Square. I'm really, really looking forward to that spot. Pairing beer and donuts, great, great idea um, I'll definitely be spending quite a lot of time there, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, if you enjoyed that podcast, why don't you go ahead and hit subscribe right there on iTunes. This way, it will download automatically for you, and you'll stay up to date with all of our latest episodes. You can also leave a review if you want. Um, you can hit uh, the star rating, or you can write out a review, or you can do both. Uh, it's really helpful for us and helpful for people that are looking at the podcast and wondering um, if they want to listen. So if you could do that, that would be great. And thank you guys so much for listening. We always appreciate everyone who tunes in and we will be back in a couple of weeks.